Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Um, Hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast, and um, today's topic is starting to run. Introduction to starting to run, Um, you know, which maybe sounds silly because we all know how to walk, we all know how to run, but if you are going to run for fitness or you're going to start training for your first 5k or your first half marathon or even your first marathon um there's actually a lot more to it than what you think and the goal of what we're trying to do is to get you to run further and faster with less pain and a lot of people start to run and they actually stop running because they either lack motivation, they run out of motivation, or they start hurting, um, or they just don't quite manage. They, they Maybe they're doing it for weight loss and they actually end up gaining weight. And so um, we are going to do this uh, multiple episode uh, series, if you'd say, on introduction to running. And in that, we'll cover ways that you can um, just start out. And and I I use myself as a guinea pig here. And so um, how I am starting to run and the frequency and how much I actually run. And then um, we're going to talk a little bit about recovery and prevention of injury, ways that you can really run further with less pain. And... um, And then there will be an episode on uh, dietary requirements. So your dietary requirements, if you're going to train for a marathon, are going to be a lot different than if you're trying to train to lose weight. So um, there's there's definitely some differences there, and it really depends on what your goals are. And then we're going to end our series with a talk about technique and... um, because believe it or not, it is a little bit more, can be a little bit more complicated than just putting one foot in front of the other quickly. Um, so there's some things in here that I think you'll enjoy um, in later episodes about ways that you can um, reduce muscle fatigue while you're running. And hopefully you guys will get something out of it. So um, kick back, uh, enjoy, or, you know, do whatever you're doing for the day and listen into your podcast. But, um, I hope you enjoy this. It will be a little bit shorter episode than what we normally do, um, because we are breaking it up into different, different, uh, areas. So this one's on the introduction to running and, uh, thanks for joining us and I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, it's Becky Pearson with Pearson Physical Therapy, and today I'm joined with Andrew, a colleague of mine, Andrew Mason. He's a physical therapist here with us at Pearson PT, and we are talking about uh, introduction to running, starting to run. Um, Andrew loves to talk about running and um, teach people different techniques, so we thought we would do um, a series, basically, on, on running, so... Um, thank you for doing this. Sure, sure. Do you want to give people a little background? Um, is your history? Sure. Um, so with running, um, has been a big, not necessarily something I've intended to be a big part of my life. Uh, I don't necessarily even consider myself like a diehard runner, but I have run a lot myself over the years, 
done a lot of athletics, and then just working with athletes and runners over the years, you just pick up so much. Um, one of my uh, aspects that I've really gotten into is running technique, and so with that, you end up working with runners and you start fielding questions from every aspect of running too. And so um, part of it uh, is the technique and then you also end up you know, coaching people on how you should even get into it and what you should do to adjust things for different scenarios. And so yeah, so I thought that's a good place to, um, to sort of start is to kind of get an overview of where we uh, where we are starting at and where we're gonna go kind of thing so yeah so I recently um, felt like I needed to start running I don't know why I hate running but um, in the summer I don't like to exercise inside and so I uh, a few weeks ago started to run and then we started talking about this and I thought you know this would be a great example great topic for us to cover um, so what kinds of things would you recommend somebody like myself? I'm um, mid-40s and um, I'm not in terrible shape, but I'm not huge, you know, I, I'm active, but I don't work out a lot. Right. So what would your recommendations be for someone like myself? So I think the first place to start is, is always to know where you're coming from. That, and you've already kind of mentioned a couple of things, but for, for anyone out there, um, that's the first thing you got to do is sort of look in the mirror and see, you know, is running something that's going to be completely new and, you know, over the last five, 10, 15 years, um, there's been a lot of different races that get promoted, you know, on social media, it's everywhere. Hey, I've gone and done this race, these color runs, um, runs for charity, all this stuff. And so people get motivated to do that. They have friends that are doing it. They see other people doing it and they might not have any experience at all doing it themselves. So that's definitely something you want to know is what's your history of running because you kind of want to have an idea what might happen. And so, um, if you've been a runner in the past and maybe you got away from it, but you're coming back to it, at least you have some sense of what your body's going to do. Um, you're also looking at any past injuries. Um, if there's been any um, things that have uh, bothered the knees or old surgeries, anything like that. So something like that, even if it's been, you know, decades ago back in high school, we hear that a lot where patients come in and say, Oh, haven't really had anything going on, but you know, I hurt my knee back in high school and, and, but that's been fine, you know, and we've seen over and over in physical therapy that um, that does play a part and it can easily um, still be contributing to how you're going to tolerate activities. So that's probably the first place I would look is just do a little self-evaluation because what we're really trying to do uh, overall is is have this be a positive experience where you don't eventually run into a roadblock or a pitfall. And so you have to start by not just going you know, crazy and five, six, seven days a week of running and all of a sudden you realize that my body's not handling this well. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, I think, the first place to start. Obviously, um, if you had somebody who, you know, you mentioned you're active, but if you have somebody who's not active or maybe moderately to significantly overweight, you know, we definitely want to have them consult with their physician first. Uh, make sure that, that there aren't any other considerations first before you get into that. But the other thing there too is that you're probably 
in a category where you can start playing around right away with running and kind of feel it out. Whereas some people, we might not even recommend that right away. We might say, you know, um, we want to just start with a walking program first, um, something like that. So that just, the initial place we want to start is always kind of see what my history is. And, you know, if I did running back when I was younger in athletics, then you know you're going to maybe at least have some sense of your body will remember a little bit. And it might not be a... Um, that it does great, but, um, but at least you have some sense there. Yeah, yeah so um, so I started a couple weeks ago, and um, my lung capacity is not great. So I, how I kind of started was um, I'd run for a minute, walk for I, I'd walk to the end of my driveway as my warm-up, and then I'd run for a minute, walk for a minute, run for a minute, walk for a minute. And um, that seems to be working okay for me. Do you yeah. have... Um, do you have some general guidelines, like how quick should I progress? Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? I think, I think that's a good place to start what you've, what you've started. The walk jog or the walk run is a good place. Um, a lot of people have heard of this uh, Couch to 5K program, and there's all sorts of different um, reiterations of it. But essentially, it start off with a walk run program. Um, and you're also looking at probably doing no more than three days a week to start with. Um, you just want to allow yourself recovery time after that. Even if you feel great and you're like, that was easy, it was nothing, you still have to assume that you're putting a new stress on your body and that you're going to have some sort of reactive inflammatory response to that. That's just, we just know that happens. And so having that recovery time built in there and trying to resist the tendency, maybe you have a great day or you have, well, we're going to go on a vacation or something or, or I can't make my normal run two days from now, so you're going to do Monday, Tuesday instead of Monday, Wednesday. And so then that's fine. You just kind of make sure that overall, though, you're still getting uh, rest days in there. Um, that's probably a big thing that um, almost always what we run into is overuse injuries in running. There aren't too many times where you're going to start running and suddenly break your leg or, you know, there's always a chance you step in a hole and tear your ACL or something. But, but usually it's something that starts off and you don't notice it and then it gradually builds on you and maybe weeks later you start to notice shin pain or hip pain or something like that. Um, so as far as a progression, I always tell people to kind of listen to their body initially. You know, I think out there, if you read the literature, they talk about a 10% uh, weekly progression. Um, sometimes that's kind of difficult to know what 10% is when you're running and walking back and forth. So I think, you know, if you have a set course that you're doing or you're going down a road or something like that, or you have time on a treadmill, it's a little easier to say, okay, well, I'm going to go another two minutes or something like that, or I'm going to go, you know, I go the same distance, but I'm going to um, run another minute um, instead of walking back, you know, back and forth. So you can play around with the percentages of how much you're running and walking to start with. But the biggest thing I think is just to listen to your body. Um, yeah, and that, so when I after the first day I ran, yeah, my quads were killing me, and so when I came back, it, it didn't it didn't bother me that day, of course, and and mm -hmm. that's we know that as DOMS. The next day I had delayed onset muscle soreness, um, but I did really try to do my stretching afterwards. Um, a couple years ago when I tried running again, um, I did not do my hip stretches as well. And mm -hmm. so I did end up getting some hip tendonitis and ended up stopping um, because it was very painful. Um, and that, that actually kept me from doing my other activity is, you know, it was very painful when I rode my horse. And mm -hmm. so that, that 
was not going to keep me from doing that. We thought this would be a good place to break the conversation and end uh, today's episode. I just wanted to recap quickly just the basics of what Andrew and I talked about is essentially you just want to get started. Uh, you want to start gradually. You don't want to just go and, hey, I'm going to run, you know, three miles this morning or five miles this morning and then get so sore that you decide that this just isn't for you. So start gradually. You can start off like I did. I just basically did a, about a three minute walk till I got to the end of my driveway. And then when I hit the road, uh, I would walk for a minute, run for a minute, walk for a minute, run for a minute. I did that pretty much for 15 minutes out away from my home, and then I turned around and did it for 15 minutes back. So all I needed was my watch and my tennis shoes, and, um, you know, expect that you might have some soreness. If you haven't been doing a whole lot or you haven't been running much at all, you will probably be sore. My quads were sore like I talked about in the episode. Um, if you are getting some knee pain, like behind your kneecap, uh, or you're getting some hip pain, those are probably things that you need to go get checked out either by a physical therapist or a doctor. We would love to visit with you about it here at Pearson Physical Therapy or go to somebody that you do trust uh, to get it checked out because overall we want to keep you guys active, we want to keep you healthy so that you can keep doing the things that you love. So thanks again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media, we are at Pearson Physical Therapy on Facebook and Instagram and at Pivot Point Equine on Facebook. We hope to have you join us again for further episodes. And uh, if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. We'd also appreciate it if you told a friend. Thanks again and have a great day. Mm-hmm.